0: I'm the very... Welcome back to Encourage Radio. We are getting ready for another fantastic podcast. And of course, our hope is to be an encouragement to you. And this week, we're going to be talking about how to be the best example possible for your kids. Mm. Wear the shoes. You want to be
1: filled. Yeah, that's gonna, I think that's going to be a fun topic. Little side note, as I was listening to you, I didn't know, you guys know this about Raina. She actually thought about being a flight attendant Stop right it. out of college, right?
0: <laughs> no, I, well, yes, yes, I was in college, and it was before I had changed my degree plan uh-huh. to communications PR, which is absolutely hilarious. And this is what you're doing. Because I had no idea I would be in ministry. and. <laughs> And um, yeah, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to stop. I'm going to go be a, I'm going to go be a flight attendant. And I remember going on the interview. I was a brand new believer and I can remember being in the hotel room by myself in Atlanta. And I remember praying, Lord, if this is your will, open the door and just really having a sense that it wasn't his will. Yeah, and I went back, and um, of course I did not get the job, but I had changed my degree. And um, previous to that, I was just really struggling in school. And I changed my degree. And all of a sudden, I was on the honor roll. Wow. I was, you know, wow. carried a full load. But yeah, I had no idea that here we are. I guess I could have been saying, all right, put on your mask, put on this. Well, that was my point. That's the reason why I brought
1: that one. So when you did the welcome, like I could hear your voice as a flight attendant. Welcome to American Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> but not as deep as mine. But you would like you would do really good telling people like when the mask drops. Uh, yes. Put it like you do great. Yeah.
0: Or you did good. I could talk about the life vest, your favorite.
1: Oh, I love the life vest <laughs> and airplanes. I'm obsessed with them.
0: We actually even got you one and yes, didn't you did. didn't Rayleigh get you one yes, for Christmas yes. and the girls got you one. I
1: love those things.
0: <laughs> I don't know what I why. want to
1: spare one just to see how they work. Yeah. I want to just pull the yeah, I want to pull the cord. I want to jump into somebody's pool and see if it up. That would be really cool. Because wow. now
0: it's still in the the little plastic it's container the, yeah. that they uh, ordered off of the website. But Every it's time, time we fly, I reach
1: under the seat and I'm like, oh, I really want one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I do that? That's weird. And I
0: look at him with that same look on Sunday morning when he says, should I say this? I look at him like, don't. Don't think
1: about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do ask every time we fly, I'm like, do you think, do you think, no, do you think an alarm's going to go off?
0: No, do not touch it. Put your hands in the air. Well, speaking
1: of how to be the best example possible for your kids, that's probably not a good example. No, it is not. Desiring to pull the cord for the safety vest under the. All right, so in a world of influencers, Social media influencers. Mm -hmm. Influencers have always been around. It's just a new term, if you will, for social media. Uh, Somebody is an influencer in your kid's life. And sometimes I think as parents, we forget just how much of an influence we are. Mm, Yeah, We know we are a disciplinarian. We know we are a parent that prepares meals and clothes and gets things ready. But I, I wonder if we forget that we have major influence in their life. Yeah in areas that we just don't um realize and sometimes that's intimidating because we're learning how to be a parent and so maybe even as parents we watch influencers to teach us how to be parents that's okay yes. we read books on how to be a better parent that's okay mm-hmm. but the, the the whole thing is you know, i like the little tagline there Raina that you said how to wear shoes um that you want feel in other words how to make sure your your children are following in the right path and that's a path that That you're leading. Real quickly, we just want to use the backdrop here for um, of of the Bible of of the story of Lot. Mm. So Abraham and Lot. Lot is um, Abraham's nephew, and and they're off together. And um, Abraham's very generous. He comes to the point where he's to the land, and he says, "You know what I'll do. You look around, you choose." Mm. And to the left, if you will, was desert. It looked like it. And to the right was green and a city, um, Sodom and Gomorrah. And of course, Lot chose Sodom. And Abraham was left with you know actually where God wanted him to go, but it was where he also wanted Lot to choose. But it didn't look like the best. That's a whole other sermon there. But I want to give us just really quickly, and then Ryan, I want you and I to talk about ten things, um, ten things that uh, guidelines, if you will, that can help us be um, a good model, a good influence. But I want I want to give you these really quickly. Like what what was wrong with Lot's life, and what was wrong with his choice? All right, so. Here, just to summarize that little story really quickly. Well, Lot had the wrong emphasis. Here's what I mean. Lot placed financial prosperity over spiritual health. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we're going to deal with the negative first, okay? And again, there's nothing wrong with wanting your kids to um, have things. Like, obviously, Raina, you and I pray that our girls and are more successful than than we have ever been. And, mm-hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean like a bigger house and a bigger boat, which we don't have a boat. Mm-hmm. But you know, but but we want them to be um, successful. We don't pray our kids are worse off yeah. than we've ever been. Obviously, but if if we're not careful, we can misdirect that emphasis. Like we can talk about finances so much and not realize it that our kids think that's what really is what what life is about. Yeah.
0: Right. Sure. But
1: Lot chose to not emphasize spiritual health. He, he, also, his environment. Okay. So what do I mean by that? He expected his family to live in Sodom and not be like the Sodomites. Wow. Like, that's a whole other podcast. It really is. But we want to show you the wrong emphasis so then we can give you the 10 guidelines so you understand. Like, get we want to give you an ability to choose, but we also have to show you what not to choose. All right, Bo? So you know that. Um, Lot looked at greener grass, greener pastures. He looked at a vibrant, growing, thriving city, and he thought, well, my kids will have a better way to connect there. Oh, that's a big mistake so many parents make is, um, I get it, you want your kids to be around other kids and find good connections. But times, sometimes your kid's probably better off with one kid who's like-minded than to be around a group of 100 that's not.
0: Yeah. That's right.
1: Okay. Here's another thing. Lot had um, had had wrong expectations. That's a big one we deal with in marriage counseling as well. But he thought he could change Sodom's negative society by becoming a part of it. Right. Like yeah. he became part of sort of the, not the governing body, but he certainly was an influential voice. He thought he could go on sort of missionary date, um, a lost area. Here's the fourth one. Then we're going to get into to the 10 guidelines. Um, he, was t- he was entangled mm. with the wrong stuff. Yeah. So obviously when you have the wrong emphasis, please listen. These are in, in sequential developmental order. When, you're, when you have the wrong emphasis and you're in the wrong environment and you have the wrong expectations, you're going to get surrounded by the wrong stuff. Yeah. Yes. A lot here thought, um, well, he didn't know how much the world had actually influenced his family until it was too late. Yeah. Like he just couldn't see the proverbial forest for the trees. He didn't know how deep he was in it um, until. And so you know the end of the story, obviously. Um, his family gets out, but when we leave... His wife looks back, and you know she's turned um, to salt, and it just wasn't a good deal. All right, but let's let's think about the positive. Um, thing. what 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 can we do as moms, as dads, um, to be influencers in our children's life? And we want to give you ten guidelines. Number one is here. Here's here's a good one. Let them hear you pray often. Mm-hmm. Let them hear you pray earnestly and. Like, children learn about prayer in our relationship with God by watching us. Yeah, for sure. We talk about Benjamin a lot here because we like talking about Benjamin a lot here. But it's funny what Rayleigh and Jacob do, fun and funny, but it's funny what Rayleigh and Jacob do with Benjamin. Let's pray. They put their hands together. Then we pray, and then they say, amen, and the hands go out. He loves that. Like, he he's learning. Like, we ask, you say, we're going to pray, and he puts his hands together. Like, we know that but but letting your children see you pray let me qualify that like there were times when I saw my parents pray but I may not have heard what they were praying mm. mm-hmm. there were times I walked in in my mom and dad's business life and I I could hear the end of their prayers but i I didn't exactly know what they were praying about but sometimes my mom was in tears sometimes they were a little anxious a little quiet Sometimes they actually share the good news of what was going on, but nonetheless, they let me see um, that. I want to come back to this thought in just a moment, Randy. I know you and I talked about it as well. Not always did they tell me the details of what they were praying, because sometimes some information, all information, is is appreciated, but it's it has to be appropriated for your child's life. Yes, like you 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 probably shouldn't tell your child at at certain ages, like. We're really praying right now that daddy doesn't lose his job because that means we would lose everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Like depend upon the age of your child. You may not want to say every we're going to come back to that thought. But nonetheless, um, letting letting your children see you pray. And and I'm not talking about just at meal time. Um, you know, we know in our house, Raina, obviously, you know, you lead the lead the prayer life, and you lead the prayer life definitely like let's be appreciative for our blessing. But that's not the only time our girls see us pray, and they and they don't walk down with, you know, a stage in the backyard, you know, face planted, you know, with the with the the, the dew on the grass, and it's like this perfect Hallmark moment. No, no, no. But they know we pray.
0: Yeah. Well, praying throughout every day, whether yes. we're at the grocery store or we're praising Him for answered prayer. I mean, it is definitely Deuteronomy six. You know, by the way, you know, right. um, and being able to celebrate with them, at, even at an early age, yes. you know, that God's watching over us, you know, or, you know, we are so blessed to be able to have this picnic today, you know, just little things of praising the Lord just within the beauty of, of course, His creation, right. and not just answered prayer, but also, you know, in petition, and as well as most importantly, as praise and respect, yeah. that all is His and that we are a steward of what He has given us. Yes. And I think that's where true contentment comes from, right. is being content in our current circumstances. And we model that for our kiddos. Yes. If we're constantly not content in our circumstances, we should not be surprised when our kids are not content in yeah. their circumstances.
1: Right. No, I mean that's that's exactly right. So so how letting them see you pray leads right into you know one that um, you just mentioned. It's it's talk about the things of God often, and you said it so well. You didn't say it in like a whole like dissertation. Like sit down, you said it in four words. Yeah. You know we are so blessed. God is working around us. We're expecting God to do great things. God came through. Like it was just short little statements. And it's often those moments when you're riding in the car and all of a sudden a, a, either a prayer is answered or a song comes on. And it's in that moment that you're like, wow, God just did some awesome stuff. Mm. Boom.
0: Highlighting it.
1: Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that little, little Johnny, little Susie in, in the backseat, playing with her friends, doodling on their phone, 18 months old. They heard that. Mm. Like it resonated because they were made by their creator. And so when things about the creator are spoken to them, every cell in their body comes alive. That's just how they were made. Um, we know that. And so learn to talk about the things. Here's why I say that, and why Rain I think, highlighted that. Uh, most kids, believe it or not, when you start talking to them, they only think God lives at church, and they only think God exists on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Because we don't do enough talking about those little things during the week. Um, highlighting just little blessings. Like even when you go buy groceries, this is one of the things Randy used to do was like, we are so blessed. We're walking out with like five bags of groceries. Yes. Or we are so thankful. Like the Lord allowed us to go in and buy bathing suits. Or we mm-hmm.
0: found a quarter for the Aldi cart in order to pass on to somebody else.
1: <laughs> that, that little thing yeah. is huge, which even that leads me to like another one I think we'll get to, I don't know. It's like, that even teaches you how to serve, like not just be blessed to be blessed, but blessed to bless others. Yeah, that's a whole nother one. That um, you know, maybe that's another. Maybe there's there's an eleventh one. I don't know. I'm sure there's more than ten. But that that was a good one. So learn. Let them see you pray. Talk about the things of God and talk about them often. And but but with that, learn to talk like appropriately. Sometimes you may yes. only be able to use four or five words. We already said that. Whereas other times you you may not need to know the details. I'll give you a story. So my dad was a part-time um, minister, of music in your average little you know um, church that ran anywhere from seventy-five to one hundred and fifty, and he wasn't paid. He just did it because that was a spiritual gift, and like that was his ministry to the church. But he was a part. He would like re- rehearse the choir and meet with the pianist and organist and pick out the hymns and lead them and sing specials all that. I could remember one time walking into my house and my mom and dad are like both crying and talking intently, like, what are we going to do type of thing, or how do we handle this? And I can remember trying to sneak back and listen to that because they had they wanted to have this conversation sort of away. Mm. And I only caught bits and pieces of it. Well, it was some church drama that was happening, but they chose not to share the church drama. They chose to basically say, well, we're watching to see how God is going to move, and depending upon that, you know, would determine like what you're, what we do as a family. So I can remember them wording, but they didn't. And later I found out, like, I guess I can tell the details now. Later I found out one guy was jealous of my dad and wanted that job and was working the crowd to sort of get my dad removed. Um, and then, so he could get in and then ultimately be paid. So this guy was working behind the scenes for months and my dad was like, look, I don't. I'll give that up if the church wants to hire somebody, or or if I'm not like my dad was like. I'm just doing this part time. I'm doing it, you know, and and, and but it hurt. Mm. It hurt them that someone he brought alongside, he trusted and sort of developed in that area, yeah. would behind his back develop a whole crowd of people to sort of not be against him, but sort of advance this one guy's agenda. Yeah. Well, my my parents could have told me that story because you know who that family was. That family was the the family of my best friend Billy. Mm. Who I tell about my salvation when I got saved, I ran and I said, Billy, meet me by the oak tree because I just accepted Christ. I don't want you to go to hell. I want you to go to heaven with me. My family knew that if they told me all the details of that, I might be like, What's up, Billy? Yeah. You know, because I was nine or 10, but they didn't tell me all the details. No. But they told me enough to know, like, okay, this is heavy. Like, I can remember that, like, this is heavy and we just need to pray to see what God does. Right. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, and there's so many times that whether it be in our workplace or at school mm. or at church, you know, things can happen. But it is not up to us. God tells us to lift our brothers up in prayer. Wow. Yeah. And to not um if we if we feed into our children where they they're not in on the whole process, we're, we're creating a negative attitude in our children, yes. and we have no idea in the future. We don't want them to harbor hurt yeah. regarding church or church hurt. I mean, we yes. have all gone through it because hurting people hurt people, and, and um, read a great book called Crucified by Christians by Gene mm. Edwards, yeah, wonderful good- book. But why would we live any different than Jesus? Mm. And we have to understand that spiritual warfare happens, but it is not up to us to share that with our children. Yeah. Even whenever there's difficulty maybe at the, the ball field and you have a problem with another parent, right. That's gossip. Yeah, That's yeah. slander. That's ill speaking, and you're doing that in front of your children. Yeah. So you are mentoring another generation on gossip, ill speaking, on being judgmental. That's a great point. And taking it out of the Lord's hands because God is the ultimate judge. He just asks us to respond correctly. Do we respond in grace? Do we respond in forgiveness? Um, Do we hold our tongue and just trust that God sees and that He is the judge? Um, I mean, that is something that is really big in all of our areas of influence, that we have to realize our little ones are always listening. Our teens are always listening. Our young adults Mm -hmm. are always listening. And there is a time and a season for everything. And so many times we think, oh, well, they need to learn. Well, you can, just like whenever you're speaking, you may not share your details of your personal story yeah. when you're we're walking with someone through hurt. You can just say, "You know what? I understand where you are. I went through a season of hurt, and trust me, God can help you through it, yeah, you know, and we trust that God's going to share the rest,
1: yeah, and I mean, and you mentioned one of them i mean you're doing i mean you're just you're just rolling right through it mean, because that's what it is i mean it's so there's two sides to that. It's not just let them hear you talk about God, but it's let let them hear let them hear your conversation even about other Christians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like church people are still church people. They're still people. They're gonna come in with their hurts and you're probably gonna get hurt at church just like you would at any other location. Hopefully not as much and as often or as bad, but you will. And so try not, I love that point that you made, like, don't raise another generation of speaking ill and and gossiping. Now, we're not saying don't have a time when you process with your spouse, you know, the difficult conversations and the things that hurt you during the day, but don't have them in front of your kids yes. while you're in a van um, or the car on the ball field. Like, you know, yeah, choose that well. So... So definitely, uh, you know, let them hear you pray. Talk, talk, talk about the things of God where God is blessing. Let them hear you talk about um, others becoming Christians. Like, have your children ever heard you share the gospel with somebody else? Mm. Have your children ever heard you invite somebody to church? Have they ever heard you talk about your church yeah. and what's going on? Like, think about that. Why what is why is that important? Because it shows that church is important to you. Yeah. Yes. I mean telling I'm just telling you, like if you try to have a conversation with your child about going to church when they're 18, that's the first time they have it, mm. you have 17 years of backdrop that's not filled in. Right. Yeah. So that I mean, these are just some stuff. Again, it's learning to share your faith in front of your children. And 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 by that, I mean like just talk about church and the impact that it has on on your life. Here's one. Have you let your children see you place God first in giving? Mm, that's good. You mentioned like the Aldi quarter. But I mean, like in tithing. For me, it was it was a quarter, but it wasn't the Aldi quarter. When I was a kid, I mean, I literally could remember walking across the other side of the house, and my dad would say, Here's your offering for Sunday. And it was a quarter. Right. And he'd say, when the offering plate goes around, put that in. Like he was teach- and then he would talk to us about like why do we tithe? And then he would show us their envelope and their check. And why they did it, and it, he would depend upon what was happening, not often, but he would share like, well, this week was a little challenging, or this week was super abundant, or whatever. This week was normal. Like, they walked me through, like, why they tithed, yeah. um, why they served. I mean, let your if you want to be a good role model to how to wear shoes you want filled, let, let them see you put um, God first in giving. Yeah, Don't teach them tipping to God, where you give to God after you've received the meal, let them see you be thankful to God in advance in in faith like te- taking those steps of faith like teaching them that. So it's learning how to here's one. Um, have you ever taken your children to serve with them like at a homeless shelter or at a pregnancy a crisis pregnancy center? Um, or ha- have you ever taken your children to like visit what you say maybe the unfortunate? have you ever taken them to the hospital? Mm, yeah. Wow. Like, like think about that. So one of the ministries my, my dad and I did after I was called into ministry, I'm now I'm grown um, and so forth and just called into ministry before I went to college, was he and I would go sing at nursing homes. Well, he would sing. Um, and I would like deliver like a little five, 10-minute devotional. Those are really cool times that only my dad and I can look back on those early years. But have you have you taken your, your child to, to to show them what it means to serve somebody less fortunate? Mm. Here's a bigger step. Take them on a missions trip. Yeah, like hopefully, I know here at our church we offer them, and depend upon the age and where we're going. But have you have you taken them on a missions trips to serve? We know we that's huge for us here at Waterstone, where we teach our children to serve alongside of us, not just attend with us. Mm. So take them to visit the unfortunate. Here's another one. Like I said, take them like on on a serving expedition, like on a missions trip. Let them hear you say good things. Let them hear you say good things. Yes, not negative things. About church, about Christians, about life, about your work. Mm. Like we mentioned a little bit ahead of time, but when you, Raina, we'll say little blessings like we're blessed here, but like let them hear what God's doing in your life. Yep. Yes. You know, talk about it. Uh, I know, Raina, you come in from your devotional, and you, you immediately would always share with the girls, here's what I learned. Can you read this? i me let me I'm read this to you. Like, talk to them about that because they're going to have a, a lot of conversations throughout the day with friends. And, if, and you know this from being in school yourself. A lot of them are negative. Mm-hmm. Can't believe she said this. Can't believe you did this. Can't believe this happened. Can you believe they're doing this? You know, how often do you craft conversations that are like, man, look what God is doing. Look what we get to do.
0: And if we look at life, you know, half full instead of half empty, you know, our verbiage should reflect that. And just the excitement I know here um, at our church at Waterstone, I mean, to be so giddy about ministry after all of these years, like I still just get so giddy and excited to know that I'm here in a part of this body yeah. right. and the people that the Lord has brought here and lives being changed and you know women wanting to learn how to pray and men wanting to step up. All of that is contagious, as we share that. Oh yeah, and that just fires on you know somebody else because he, they want us to. I mean, Christ wants us to spur and live on mission. Yes, to share the good news. Yes, are you sharing good news? Right. Well good news that's of one
1: of the reasons that we come to church, not just to show that our children that God only lives at church and God only exists on Sunday, but you don't just show up just to show up to check it off the list. You you right. show up to church so people can see so your kids can see in and hear in the hallway of what it means to meet somebody's need, to serve somebody, to meet somebody for the first time, to pray with them. To maybe come back the next week and hear how God answered or God moved, like involving them in ministry. Like, so here's one one ways you can do that is like and, and, and expose them, expose them to, to things that will grow their faith. Oh yeah. Like that, like, and that's done at church, but it's done throughout the week. Like repeat some of the sermon notes. Uh, recall some of the worship songs that were sung. Hey, remember when we sang this on Sunday or you you guys went through this in children's or students? Remember when we did that? Well, look what God is doing. Right. Like that's constantly reinforcing to them, like I need to pay it. And that church isn't just for Sunday. Right. Church is kicked off on Sunday to sort of amplify Monday through Saturday. And we need help with life between the Sundays. Right.
0: Yeah, last night, um, of course, timing here, we have worship arts, and we have about 40 kids, and it's ranged from uh, first grade through 12th grade. So our focus and theme, of course, is prayer um, within all of our ministries. And so they broke out into four teams, and it's all ages within these groups. And they were learning what worship was. Wow. And they were just sharing. They kind of had to stand up and share you know, what they had learned. And um, they were just sharing about how God is in just worship at the temple and, God's, and others see us wow. when we are worshiping him. Wow. and that brings glory to him. Yeah. And so we bring glory in the temple, we bring glory in our giving, we bring right. glory in our worship. And to hear kiddos from, you know, one was an 8th grader, one was a 1st grader ah. sharing that and standing up and saying, "Hey, I didn't know these four parts of Of worship,
1: wow, Mm.
0: that it was more than this, so it was they want to know these things,
1: yeah. And
0: so, like I was sharing with them, if you're a third grader, you're going to help that kindergartner next to you Uh, learn God's word and to share and to know what worship is,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And so, they want it, they're just wanting us to and to to clarify,
1: and just in case they don't know, so on uh, every other Wednesday night, we have um. We have about what over ninety some kids that come yes. in there involved in everything. But worship art specifically, that is the group that leads adventure camp. Yes. Um, they lead in the songs and the worship time. So we don't want them just to get up and sing and dance. We no. want to develop them to be worship leaders. Yes. Yep.
0: yes. And it's a, a humble yeah. opportunity to be able to lead and worship. And so we're trying to, you know, help guide them and learn, you know, learn that that it's not a performance. Right. You know, it has nothing to do with performance. So third
1: graders are speaking Yes, to, you know, much younger. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's what we're talking about. So mom and dad, you can do that. Just simply just do that. Like what she, expose your kids to what God is doing. That's another yes. one. I mean, so that's what we do here at that Worship Arts time is we expose them, but then they sort of expose us, if you yes. will, like the mind of a third grader, yeah. yes. what God is doing. And how cool is that? Sometimes the mind of a third grader is a lot more sharp and clear And concise of what God is doing in our minds. Yes. They just kind of dilute it right down.
0: Well, and I shared the testimony of I was a brand new believer and I went to church and it was back in the choir days. And I still remember there was a lady that was just smiling. Uh, I mean, she was just happy to be in worship. And I can remember thinking to myself, I want what she has. Oh,
1: wow. So, or were you like fifth grade or something? I don't uh, know. Sixth no, grade? I was, was in college. Oh, how funny. I, was college. 20, I
0: was 20. Oh, how funny. And I still remember looking up and I'm like, uh, I want what she has. So, my question wow. for our listeners is do people want what you have?
1: Yeah. Well, by your
0: verbiage, yeah. do your kids want what you have? By your verbiage in your home.
1: Or even your actions, yeah. Do, you,
0: do your kids want a marriage like yours by mm-hmm. what they see at home? yeah. Do, you know, I mean, it's like, do they want to participate and serve your Jesus? Yeah. Right. Like, I do get excited for the journey that we've been on, and it hasn't always been easy. Um, and we've had to learn a lot oh, and grow yeah. up. Um, through it, but I am so humbled and thankful that they love my Jesus. Right, you know, like their Jesus is their Jesus, right. and so it's the same one. But that's only a gift from the Lord, absolutely, because we fail, yeah. and and our kids gonna are gonna see us fail, right? But it's our response to our failure, right? Yeah. And that we have a choice in. Our response to conflict, yeah. our response to that slow driver, our response to that frustration or hurt, right. yeah. we share that, yeah. and that is what is caught, not taught.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's in those little moments in the car car ride yes. or in the hallway, or yeah, you're three doors down and, and so forth. You know, here's another way. Um, t- to let your kids see you love your spouse. Mm. Yeah. Now let's talk about that. That doesn't always mean um, that you're that you're holding hands and huggy huggy and because I can I can honestly remember this. I was in North Carolina and a friend of mine just hey, well, a new friend moved into the neighborhood and his mom and dad uh, I think they just were remarried. Okay, I think that was the case. I was in like sixth grade. Like every time they would come out into the yard, they were like. They were like, uh oh, like face to face. You know what I mean? And even as a sixth grader, he would always look at me like, dang, like, sorry, guys. But we were all playing in the backyard and there they were. And I'm like, oh, uh oh. So funny moment. But what I mean is that, not that your kids always see you holding hands and hugging, but like opening the door, um, volunteering to go get groceries. Yeah. Um, Fixing the squeaky door; Uh, those are ways, acts of service. um, Those are ways that they see listening to your own language um, and so forth. That's what we mean. So in just little ways, because they don't know what it means to love someone else, and you're that influential model of what it means for them to see how to communicate, how to relate, how to talk, how to respond. um, And that's what we mean. Um, In that one, here's another way, and then. Um, man, thank thank you guys for the time. Uh, we just are really our last one here. I think that's ten. I don't know, um, but here's the last one. This is the one the major way we could spend literally thirty more minutes on this, but I think you'll get the joke quick. This is the major way your kids um, will want to wear the shoes that you fill. Yeah, they they truly want to see a consistent, purposeful Christian walk. Mm. Mm. Now, hang on, I didn't say perfect. Believe it or not, kids aren't looking for perfect parents. Mm-mm. They actually want to know that you fail, and they actually want to know how you overcame failure because they're already processing, like, I might fail at this, or I'm no good at this, or this is beyond me. Mm. They actually want to know how do I – so they're not – I didn't say they want perfect parents. They just want to know that it is it is a consistent attempt to be a consistent in your walk, that has a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I look back at it, and my parents weren't perfect. Um, my dad didn't always have the Bible out and read it. My mom did. Uh, my dad, I didn't often wake up and see him praying like my mom, but I saw my dad all day long praying. Yeah. Um, or I saw him in a, in a car, you know, talking about his job and hear ha- and and talk it out. But you know what I mean. So I saw both sides of it, and I and I think I learned a balance um, in that from that. But it's it's letting them not see you perfect, but it's showing them that it's it's a purposeful walk. Like God is doing something. Somebody's going to be the influencer in your child's life, and good news is, year after year, statistics still come back into even in the world of social media. Still, the Bible, uh, statistics tell us that. The parents, believe it or not, are still sought after by their children as a major influencer in their life. Yeah. Don't let anybody else tell you. Don't even tell yourself that. Don't think that you're not. You are. Now, you're saying, well, if I was, they would have cleaned their room because I've been asking them to do it for four years. Mm. Well, that's a different sort of issue. We're talking about those little word drops or the little actions, like Raina said, if all of a sudden you find your child a gossip, if you find your child ill-speaking, it's because, well, they just learned that from the environment that they're in. Yeah. And so we're just talking, you can be an influencer and you you can wear shoes that you want filled. And believe it or not, you can wear shoes that your kids want to walk in. I can remember wanting to wear my dad's shoes and um, still do to this day because in so many areas, um, you know, he's still a role model for me in so many areas. And so forth. But anyway, we pray this was an encouragement to you. Raina, thank you for having such a flight attendant voice (laughs) that speaks to us. That's funny. But we love it when you do the intro. We love it when you chime in and speak in. I think people pause more when they hear your voice than anything. So we appreciate those words of wisdom. We appreciate the kind heart. Jacob, thank you for being in here. No problem.
0: Thank you, Jacob. Every week. Yeah.
1: No problem. Thank you guys for listening. We went over in our set-aside time by about five or six minutes, but I know you guys are okay with that. We pray blessings over you, your marriage, your household, and your family. And we pray today, literally, that you are encouraged. So be blessed. We're praying for you. We love you. Bye.